December 2, Christmas, right around the corner. Don't say that. <laughs> yeah, everybody did all their Christmas shopping on Black Friday and Cyber, whatever it is, Monday. It's really like, it's like, it's like black every week, all day long. There's sales for the entire month of November. This year, yeah. And then uh, Cyber Monday, I mean, it's, it's still going on. I still get my ads on Facebook and wherever. But you won't see ads yet on Common Sense Ohio, although uh, we do have some people knocking on our doors. So if you'd like to be a sponsor on Common Sense Ohio here right at 511, channel 511, uh, just reach out. Um, we actually have a website, commonsenseohioshow.com, commonsenseohioshow.com. What is Common Sense Ohio? Well, that's uh, Norm, Brett, and me talking about, no, Norm, Brett, and I talking about issues relative to Ohio as a launching pad for issues relative to the country, as a launching pad for issues relative to the world, relative to wherever you're listening. Trust me, you don't want to miss this. It's all common sense. And, uh, you know, you're going to say, well, you're just a bunch of politi- po- political blah. No, 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 no. We, uh, we try to look at things uh, carefully, honestly, and with a full dose of common sense in a world that seems to have been turned upside down. So without further ado, well, uh, off we go. Well, and, uh, and since it's Cyber December, we're 50, it's 50% off on following Common Sense Ohio <laughs> because 50% off of $0 means we owe them. Yeah. <laughs> Is still fifty yeah. percent. Zero plus zero is still zero. zero. Yeah. But uh, no, truthfully, we do have. A, I've got uh, some. We got some folks that we're talking to about sponsoring segments of the show, and there's going to be more of that getting offered. So, uh, you know, this is your chance to get in at the ground level and get a good price for sponsorships. So, hubba hubba hubba. Uh, that's, uh, right. So, that's right. So, that's right. So, so Brett is really irritated about something. Before we get into some Ohio okay. news, Brett. So, so recently, a TikTok star. I'm not. I, I think I've got her name, but I'm not going to say it. It doesn't really matter. Uh, hit a golf ball into the Grand Canyon, videoed it, <gasps> recorded it, you know, for so sort of her 10 million zillion followers can have a good laugh. But uh-huh. she caught shit for it. They had like 900 comments saying, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. So they, the uh, somebody saw it, uh, you know, put it into the Grand Canyon police. And she ends up being charged with three misdemeanors, federal, three federal violations, class B misdemeanors. Which to me doesn't mean anything, but you know the level of yeah, you know, I mean, what problem that would be. It's for tossing items into the Grand Canyon. That's a crime. Yeah, it is. It's got, t- so it's like somebody decided we're going to make it a crime to toss mm-hmm. items into, the, yeah, like, like not just some other canyon, not all canyons, Grand Canyon, but the Grand yes. Canyon. Two is littering, and three creating hazardous conditions with disorderly conduct. Okay, so she was cited for two of the. Th- Before I start, though, she takes the video down. Okay, so she's covering her tracks. She was cited for two of the three, uh, which I think it was uh, creating hazardous conditions with disorderly conduct and tossing items in the Grand Canyon, not littering. Okay, whatever. Yep. So that carried a maximum fine of $5,000 and six months in prison. <laughs> she was ordered to pay $285. She yep. paid it in two checks. Okay. For some reason. And her case was resolved through a collateral forfeiture agreement. <clears throat> No convictions on a record. Yeah. All right. Okay, man. I, I, I can calm, see the calm outrage. Calm down. Calm down. I can, but. I can see the outrage. <laughs> but. Okay. We it, have no teeth to do anything to protect 
Brett, our we didn't even prosecute people who burned down cities. <laughs> that's true. Okay, like, they didn't get prosecuted. That's a good you point. Don't half expect, but we will prosecute. Like if it were a uh, yeah. a task force ten pound marijuana case, where they'd be all over. Look, I'm I'm representing yeah. folks in federal court right now that will just make your eyes roll, and uh, mm-hmm. they're coming at them with guns blazing. I'm just like, this is lunacy. Yeah. I mean, and look, I represent people who deserve to be prosecuted. I also represent people who could be prosecuted. But, you know, yeah, sort of ticky tack. I guess I'm looking at this as a as a common sense point of view. So Norm and I could go throw frickin baseballs. Oh, in the no, Grand Canyon no, oh no, no, no. And dude. we're going to get fined. All first right, so. of all, first of all, the the golfing crime of the millennia has to be Alan Shepard on the moon hitting a couple of golf balls on the on the moon. Right. Yeah. And NASA, NASA had no idea that he put these in his pocket, flew them to the moon. And, you know, Alan Shepard was the first American astronaut in space. It wasn't John Glenn. John Glenn was the first American to orbit the Earth. Alan Shepard was our first astronaut. OK, if you recall. So he went on an Apollo mission with a extendable golf club, kind of like a Popeil pocket fisherman style. And, and hit a couple golf balls. Okay, so in terms of golf ball pollution, I think that stands as probably the worst crime of the century in that category. And if we're going to punish this TikTok person who's on a communist, uh, you know, a Chinese <laughs> communist uh, platform, I'm, I'm, I'm all good with that. But then we need to dig up the bones of of Alan Shepard, and we need to prosecute him, too, for uh, international uh, pollution crimes. <laughs> the moon's uh, not a national park, The though. other, The other, okay, well, yeah, actually it <laughs> it's is. A, it's inter- a world park. It, it, yeah, yeah, it actually, right. it, but <laughs> you the, other, the other thing I want to say, the other thing I want to say is you do realize that the entire, you know, uh, Grand Canyon, and if you go to any of these... Uh, reservations where they have preserved areas all of that is just a bunch of you know like 2000 to 3000 year old indian uh graffiti artists okay putting their shit up on the walls and i'm like when i go out there you know to sedona or wherever you know if i go out to mm-hmm. the grand canyon I look at these hieroglyphs and all this stuff up there and i go you know if i whipped out a, a spray can and wrote, you know, Norm rocks the world up there, you know, like would people two or 3,000 years from now come along and, you know, like tourist buses and go, oh, my God, look at that graffiti. Because that's essentially what we're doing. So, I, yeah, okay, she hit a golf ball. When, when that golf ball gets found in 10,000 years, it'll be like the 2001 Space Odyssey. It'll be like the little monkey throws it up in the air and, and the golf ball twirls around and there'll be this incredible music, thus sprock Zarathustra, and, and everybody will go, oh my God, look at this incredible artifact. I think we all need to calm down. That's all I'm going to say. I got you. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Hey, Sounds good. Dexter, we have a dog in the studio. It's, yeah, yeah. Dexter, this makes no common sense. But I will. <laughs> but I will say, but I will say, I, Brett, if we're going to apply the law to one person, it should be applied to everybody. Oh, well, sure. Hold on a second. I will say that. Hold on a second. I, I don't know. It just, it just kind of burns me. There's, I got you. That, that we're, we're doing this to 
our protected lands, and it's, it's just a fine. All right. So here, here's, <clears throat> here's, here's how you have to analyze this. First of all, there are lots and lots of crimes that we all commit every day that don't get prosecuted. One, because we don't yeah. get caught. And even if we do get caught, the police will say, yeah, all right. You learned your lesson, young man. Well, maybe you do. Here. I'm completely innocent. So, so he, here's, the, um, here's the analysis. The issue is, uh, what are the purposes of sentencing and criminal prosecution in federal court? And if you look at 18 U.S.C. 3553, there's some factors. And among the factors are the need to protect the public from future harm. In other words, is this girl going to do this again and cause harm to the future? How do we deter others from committing the same act? And then the person's character, uh, their motivations, and just sort of individual circumstances. Okay. And then what you had going on here was some prosecutorial discretion where the 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 prosecutors were trying to determine how to handle this. And and the problem with this is I think I think what you're saying is how do we deter others from doing this? If this girl can get away with whacking a golf ball into the Grand Canyon, right. how do we deter others? Well, you might think actually that if I if I had that in my head that I'm going to go start knocking balls into the Grand Canyon before, I'm probably not going to do it now because I realized no. that uh, this girl got lots of attention, had lots of problems. And if you think that getting investigated and prosecuted even with this outcome is an easy thing to go through in federal court, <clears throat> it is not. And uh, she probably, hopefully, so they made it painful for her for the whole process. They well, probably well, did. Okay. What I'd like to which throw. it didn't say it did, so you don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, enough of the girls. So I guess the bottom line is, I think, hopefully, I would well, like to think that that's enough deterrent. Hopefully. So other TikTokers on the Chinese communist platform <laughs> that they're using to spy on our country right. uh, liberally without any sort of restraint, although maybe there is some restraint now. Well, um, you know, Joe's, Joe's in, uh, you know, Xi Jinping's uh, uh, back pocket. So, hey, listen, what I'd really like to put in the Grand Canyon, well, there are several things, but one... <laughs> I, I would like to I would like to uh, to start up a, a couple of BMWs and just you know or hey man a Honda Odyssey and and just put a brick on the throttle and watch that sucker go right over the edge man that would be badass. Well, well let me let me just add one thing. Screw we'll, golf ball and then we'll move on because Norm, Norm you, you would say what the heck does a Grand Canyon have anything to do with Ohio? Well, Norm did it for us because through several degrees of separation he took your golf ball Grand Canyon story to the moon with Al Shepard. And everybody knows that Ohio is the home of Neil Armstrong, John Glenn, and lots of pioneer space travelers. So here we are right back right in back. Ohio. Yeah. Always bring it Amen. back to Ohio. Bring it back to Orville and Wilbur, for God's sakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If we're going to get into aviation, you know, uh, so Curtis LeMay, you know, the, the, I mean, from right around here, uh, uh, the, the the guy who uh, oversaw the dropping of the atomic bombs uh, in uh, over Japan. Uh, yeah, I'm drawing. Uh, what's it, he's drawing uh, a total blank. Paul uh, uh, Paul Tibbets. Tibbets yeah. is from was from Columbus and ran um, uh, the aviation the the private aviation company out at Port Columbus. So yeah, Columbus has a lot of uh, air you know. Uh, aerospace uh, pioneers. All right, we've passed common sense. Let's keep going. Um, I think we got to talk a little bit about Christina Johnson's resignation from Ohio State. Just, you know, a couple of factual items. It pays $1 million a year to be president with bonuses. Michael Drake, her predecessor, got up to $300,000 $300, uh, for a bonus on top of, I think his base was like 900000 and he got a three hundred thousand uh a bonus in his final year i believe she's 65 years old she's two years into a five-year deal announces right after the michigan defeat of ohio state's football team 
uh, on Monday that she is resigning uh, effective uh, May of 2023, which is a little odd, you know, half a year hence. Um, and uh, it comes. So so they were in the middle of doing her performance um, review. They brought in an outside firm to interview people and to talk to her and do this review. And in the middle of that process, according to the Ohio State spokesman on this, other being very tight-lipped otherwise, but this much is known, Ohio State says that she uh, decided to leave uh, before the performance review was concluded. Ohio State will not release the name of the consulting firm that did the performance review. They're calling it not an investigation. The Columbus Dispatch claims in an article they published that the board of trustees. Oh, I smell something. (laughs) This all smells fishy. Right. Exactly. Right. Right. Uh, Very fishy. The board does not pass the common sense test. No, no. According to the the Columbus disgrace. uh, Oh, oops. Dispatch. uh, They reported that the board of trustees asked for her resignation uh, she has not said that in her comments, and Ohio State hasn't said that, but somehow the dispatch, uh, they must have confirmed it, or, or at least they're alleging that in their reporting. Um, weirdly, this, this is a little weird, and frankly, this bothers me, when a hetero uh, person resigns, I, I think this is always weird, in her resignation statement, she claims, she talks about her administration as being her and her her wife or partner, I don't know if they're married, uh, but uh, she, she she talks about them as an entity, as the administration that they accomplished together many things at Ohio State. And always, bother, I don't care if Gordon Gee said that about his wife when he left, or I, I just think it's weird. We, we didn't hire, you know, your husband or your wife or wh- whoever, you know, we, we hired you. And, you know, that, that, that always bothers me. So anyway, I'll wrap this up, guys, and you guys jump in. But this is a public official working for a public organization with public dollars. And I agree with the Ohio State University Lantern, the student-run paper there, uh, which came out with an editorial that there needs to be transparency here in view of the fact that this is all public money, in view of the fact that when other presidents and other, you know, coaches, you know, whether it's Urban Meyer or Jim Tressel, but any high, you know, high profile person at Ohio State's leaves, we generally know, you know, granular detail. We don't know shit about this. Well, high profile, low profile, it's our tax dollars. And and this is Mm -hmm. what people don't always understand. This is a government run university. This is, we own it. We own it. Like our tax dollars pay for this university. We gave them the land. Yes. Yes. They operate at our leisure, at our discretion. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't agree more with the lantern here is that I want to know. In fact, maybe we need to do a common sense Ohio public records request on this. And I'll, I'll, I'll take it all the way to the Ohio Supreme Court, which we're <laughs> going to talk about shortly. But um, there, there should be uh, we should have full access to what this individual made, what the structure was, what uh, she did to uh, to warrant a resignation. If there's emails, I want them. If there's texts, I want them. If there's there's nothing private about what you do when you're in the public eye, there is nothing private about what you do. This is not a top security or top uh, security position. You know, it's like uh, this. She's is a, a, she's a fundraiser. That's what she is. Right. She's a figurehead fundraiser making right. how much, Norm? 
One million a year. One uh, million a year. She got a raise from uh, Drake. They they're paying her more. She came over from the Obama administration and the New York State of uh, State Colleges. She was the the head of New York State's college system, and they recruited her from there. Prior to that, she was Obama's un, one of the undersecretaries of the Department of of uh, Energy in the Obama administration. And apparently she's an entrepreneur. She's an engineer. Uh, she's very accomplished. Uh, you know, and I'm not saying a thing bad about her. It at, could be at all. She just got a better offer. It, 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 uh, who knows? You know, uh, because the only thing I read was that uh, she was head to head with a couple of board members. Yes. And uh, she was, uh, I guess, the blame of a few key people that resigned from Ohio State that must have they must have been beloved. I I don't know who the they dispatch, were. The dispatch the the negatives that the dispatch reported in Axios and some of the other news organizations which you can find all this online uh is that she was behind the firing or severance of as you say yeah. Brett a couple of senior OSU officials. I don't know anything about that or who they were. I, I guarantee it has something to do with a disagreement about some sort of woke policy. That's my prediction. And also her staff According to the Columbus Dispatch, her staff expressed, quote, concerns, unquote, to the investigative firm that was doing the uh, performance review. Uh, So that's it. That's all we know. And we don't really know that officially. That's all behind the scenes jibber jabber that the dispatch picked up. Look, this is Hmm. look, I'm not saying that I don't even know what this woman looks like. I don't know if it's an affirmative action hire, whatever it is, but it's a political position in a lot of ways. Oh, sure. They they hire people that are going to be figureheads for the agenda. And uh, my guess is the agenda is either unpopular or they hired somebody who maybe not was qualified to do the job. Because, look, I mean, you can we can say it's a figurehead job. It is this or it is that. But as I have often said. Those who think that they can go run a large corporation, an international company, which is essentially what Ohio State is now, um, it, you know, all I do is ask you to go try. Because if you think if you think you can do it, uh, be careful because those aren't easy jobs to do. You have a lot of people to manage. It takes a skill set. It takes a, a time commitment. And it takes a certain personality trait to be able to do it. And uh, if this person maybe wasn't qualified to do those things and was hired for other reasons like Obama's support or some political reason – then, you know, maybe they just put her in there and she couldn't get the job done. Uh, she wasn't uh, keeping the peace. She wasn't moving things forward the way people want. Well, it seems um, to be something to that point. Like you said, if she resigned prior to a performance review. Yeah. Something's going on with that then, too. Like, we'll let you resign sure. before we – Which is fine. I mean, she, well, guess and if she, It's right. public. And if she wasn't doing the job, then that that, that was the proper choice. Yep. Uh, yeah. Quite frankly. I, yeah. So, you know, we'll we'll obviously fill in the blanks as as the show gets to know more information mm-hmm. if it ever comes out. Uh it, it's funny to speculate on who they might bring in. You know, Jim Tressel <laughs> Jim Tressel's the head of uh what's it called? Uh, Youngstown State. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, hey, bring in Jim. Haha. <laughs> Uh, bring in Gordon Gee for the third time. God, let's don't. Please, God, let's no, don't. please. Don't. I mean, just the bow tie is, is enough right yeah. there. But um, anyway, it, it'll be so uh, they're going to do a big search and, you know, blah, blah. Uh, it, they're they're going to try to figure out, you know, uh, who, who they're going to hire. And, and somebody, some consulting firm's going to make a ton of money on that deal. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, uh, it, 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 I don't want to say anything bad about her because I, I don't know anything. I, it, I, I don't want to say anything positive or negative other than, you know. Why hey, don't we know? Here's the problem. Why don't we know? It's hard not to yeah. because there's a lack of transparency. 
Yeah, she could clear it up. You know, why it, doesn't she say something? It's like it's like the Warren Commission and the Kennedy assassination. No, it, the, the the secrecy itself garners the skeptical uh, negativity. Yeah, well, so, she she could be under a gag order too that she was given the option to resign, but she's got to shut up. There is no such thing in the public <clears throat> sector like that. I wouldn't mean, think so, though. But no. yeah, right. But yeah, the right. agreements that shouldn't have been made. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, we do have a sunshine law in Ohio. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, okay, guys, if we're on next thing, uh, so this week, uh, the, um, U S Senate, uh, approved the respect for Mary Jack, which is kind of a smart ass appellation, uh, name, you know, it's the same Orwellian crap. That <laughs> it's we the same. Hear. It's, it's a disrespect for it's America. Always, <laughs> it's always the opposite of what they're called. I don't right. care what political agenda exactly. you're, you're behind. It's always the opposite. So the idea of this it's like act, the infrastructure bill, my ass, none of that money. Like, how many roads are getting yeah. fixed because of that boondoggle? Exactly. The idea of this act is to put into federal law the Obergefell uh, case, and and to and to jam it down to religious organizations or or people that just have religious beliefs want to run their company according to their First <laughs> Amendment tenets. Um, you know, a cake <laughs> decorators or. You know, I don't know, whoever, you know, they they just don't want to have to call a la Jordan, Jordan Peterson and other but the, the professor down at uh, Ohio University uh, down in Athens. It, it, they don't want to have to be compelled to call, you know, an elephant, a giraffe or to call somebody's gay partner or spouse. They don't want to have to necessarily uh, hire that person or put that person in a position uh, where they supervise children or uh, or or be forced to uh, recognize that as a legitimate marriage in their heart, in their mind, uh, in their speech. And uh, and so they, you know, uh, Rob Portman, who allegedly is a Republican, who allegedly is family friendly, voted for this. His son is gay. I'm, I'm not outing his son. It's it's uh, well known and it's uh, in it's in the media. And uh, Senator Portman has acknowledged that. And 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 so, you know, and, and I'm in no way against gay unions. I'm many gay friends, many lesbian friends that are married uh, I've sent wedding gifts. Uh, I, I love them. I love all people. But, you know, to force somebody to call somebody's lesbian spouse their wife uh, or their spouse or to have to recognize that at a religious level, that's what this act does. So what it is setting up. Uh, so Cruz, Mike Lee, other senators tried to get uh, some language inserted into the bill. They were unsuccessful and, and you know, Portman did not back them up. That would uh, relieve any sort of federal prosecution of organizations that don't want to recognize gay marriage. And they were unsuccessful. So now you're going to look at the little sisters of the poor. You're going to look at the, you know, the guy that maybe that, that used to own uh you know, the, the, the chain of stores, uh, the, the, I don't know. I, he, he, he had his own case. He just sold the company. It, it, there's a number of, of people that have, you know, the cake decorators, et cetera. Uh, so, you know, they're going to start coming after those people with violations of federal law. 
uh, using this uh, Respect for Marriage Act bill. Yeah, it, it's a, it's a bunch of nonsense. Respect for it's it's respect for what they want. It's it's commanding, yeah. demanding, right. and punishing those who don't agree with them. It's cultural warfare. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's as you know. I mean, the the the, the 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 conservatives haven't passed a bill that said, uh, you know, you can only you can only say that a man and a woman are married, and if you don't say that, we're going to come after you for some it's violation. A crime, of, right. Yeah, it's a crime. But but they're going to do that in reverse to other people who feel differently, and that's completely bullshit. Yeah. Well, well a, the economics will take care of it if you think about it. So let's say agreed. we, we yeah. have a you know a group of podcasters just for the sake of bringing it to Channel Five One One that are looking for studio space, and it's all about it's it's the gay life. Yeah. What the podcast? That's what it's about. And they can't find a studio to save them. By the way, but they we're can open. Use ours. Exactly, they but can we're use ours. but we're open to do it because they've yeah. told us that story. That's like we can't find a place because we're getting knocked down because it's about. Our issues about right. gay. It's like, have at it. Here's the studio. Right. The market fixes it. The market and, and fixes this. We don't need the government to fix that problem. All they, all we need them to do is get off our backs so we can fix it. Let's and go it, back. It will. Well, let's go back to the Norm Rand Paul solution, which is get government the hell out of marriage. Yeah. So no more marriage yeah. licenses. No, we don't need any of it. It's all crap. Well, here's the argument. It all should just be a religious ceremony. You can be a witch doctor, you can be an atheist, you can be a Catholic, you can be a Presbyterian. I don't care. Have your little ceremony. You know, throw the rice up in the air, wear anything you want, you know, spray blood all over yourself if you're a, you know, voodoo doctor. I don't care. Do whatever thing, do whatever you want. Why is the government in the business of recognizing or not recognizing this marriage or that marriage, it's it, it's all crap. Why do I have to spend money to get married? Why do I have exactly. to give the government money to get married? Uh, therein Correct. lies the answer. Therein and, and lies. The I answer. think the government ought to be out of all marriages: right. man, man, woman, 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 man, woman, man, man, woman, whatever, like whatever it is. Let's Zhang Jing Zhang, whatever. Why don't we go back to and and I think uh, I think Clarence Thomas in his language on the Dobbs case. It sort of indicated this is a state issue. It's a state issue. And in this state, in Ohio, up until several years ago, we used to have common law marriage. You didn't go to the courthouse and pay diddly squat. All you had to do was cohabitate for seven years, I think it was, and 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 hold out to the community that, you know, uh, Sally over here is my wife, and Sally says, uh, Norman's my husband. And if you hold yourself out as a married couple and you cohabitate continuously for, I think it was seven years, but a bing, the courts would recognize that as a marriage. It was as legitimate a marriage as if you went down to the Franklin County Courthouse and paid your stupid little fee. So I think, I well, think the pioneers had it right. Just let people do whatever the hell they want, and if they want to say they're married, fine, they're married. That's it. Well, I, and at the end of the day, I the, the lesson to be learned is look at the names of these bills, and it's almost always the opposite of what they say they are. It's almost always the case. You're right. And, and if the government, if, if anybody, the other <laughs> lesson number two, there's probably lots of them, lesson number two is if you think the government's going to fix something like this, you are insane. It is utter insanity. That's utter what are they going to do? Create a bureaucracy right. to deal with uh, marriage issues? That's right. exactly what's coming, and we're going to spend millions of other dollars 
like Biden is right now at the White House on this state dinner that he's planning. It's going to cost us, what, like a million dollars? Yeah. Well, I mean, if you look at the government, the federal government, the White House's obsession with Twitter right now, it's pretty obvious based on what Elon is, Elon Musk is releasing over time as he's digging through the archives there and coming up with, you know, their trust and safety notes and committee emails and all that crap. It is coming out now that the government is deeply, deeply interested in what people think, not what people do, but what people think, what their attitudes are. And the government wants to condition that in certain thoughts about COVID or certain thoughts about the climate change or whatever the topic is about about gay marriage. You know, here we are talking about this, that certain precepts are just going to be, you know, we need to smash that. We need to censor it. We need to take it out of the social conversation and off the public square. And this is amazing to me how our First Amendment rights to, to, I mean, what could be more central than your religious beliefs? And here's the Senate telling people what to think in terms of deeply held religious beliefs. And the government seems obsessed with what people think. Well, and changing what people and think. And changing yeah. what, it, right. it's this none is of the, the government's business. Of thought. This is the thought police. The thought this police. is, this yeah. is dangerous, dangerous stuff. You know, you are, now, now I'm not a hater. I love everybody, but it is legal to hate. <laughs> this is what sure. bothers me. Yeah. It's totally legal. Look, I can hate you if hate. you're gay. I can hate you if you're not gay. It's I can not hate a you crime. If you're a woman or a man, or it's, I can hate you because I don't like your hairstyle. So now it's wrong. We all know it's wrong to hate people like that, but it's legal to hate people. It's even so there are things that are morally wrong. You know, maybe maybe I think, you know, some kind of uh, relationship or something. Maybe it's not morally right in my view, but I don't have the right to stop somebody else from thinking the opposite of me. Well, you know what? We as we as we enter the Christmas holiday, Gee whiz. It, maybe you would ask, like, what is happening like, to what America? Is go- like, what is going on here? Because you know, the government's job is not to dictate our morals. That's right. Never has been. Never has been. You know, the founders understood this. That if you try to do that, it is an impossible chore that ends in disaster, like unmitigated country fall apart disaster. Who we get our morals from God, if that's what you believe in. Well, you Steve, get them from your internal compass. Steve, wasn't that the entire point of us not being a religious state? That's the entire point of the First Amendment. Is that we don't have a particular the government doesn't have a particular church, unlike Germany, which which uh, you know has an official church. England has an official church. Iran has an official church, right? right? Saudi Arabia has an official church. America, and if you're not part of it, you go to jail. Right. And those churches, right. yeah. you know, the imams or the, you know, the Archbishop of Canterbury or whatever. It, so you go through history and you can see where they issued missives. And they put people to death if they disobeyed. Was it? Well, somebody well, rid me of this meddlesome priest. Right, well, right. You know, well, then it was happened. You know, there was an official church status a few thousand right. years ago. That was, and somebody yeah. came down and basically said, "No, yeah, so not what anymore. The, we don't do that here. So we don't do that the, here." What yeah. the progressives and the liberals are doing, in effect, is creating a secular, a humanist, secular church where there's this set of beliefs. 
and the government is going to police Twitter, police Facebook, police Google, which, which of course, some of those are self-policing. And the government, you know, this is what Elon's going to reveal, and he has revealed some of it, where these committees, these groups, these various social platforms have been coordinated and colluded with the White House to tamp down or to deplatform people who have politically incorrect views. Yeah. Which and, means they're creating a church. We are creating a religious Well, that's outlook. what Karl Marx, I mean, look, this is not new. Marx, this is Marx up and down, right and left. You got to get rid of the religious and replace that. So you can take, you can just take total control of the useful idiots. The state is the religion. Yeah, the state right. becomes the religion. Like and Hitler the, had the, the same idea. The, the exact same idea. You got to get rid of the religion. And uh, if you, it, it, that's absolutely necessary if the government's going to cram down morals because it can't compete with people's uh, devout religious beliefs. So anyway, let's shift gears, Norm. Yeah. I got to talk about uh, the, or, the Orange Army. It's out. And I'm not talking about Clemson. Talking about the deer hunters. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you might be going there. <laughs> I'm talking about the deer hunters. It is uh, it is uh, deer season, I mean gun season. It's been deer season for a long time because I think it comes in around se- end of September for uh, maybe early September for uh, archery. But we've got uh, respect those out there in Orange, folks. Uh, I am one of them. Uh, I, I only hunt on private land now, but uh, there's a lot of folks on public land. I just encourage everybody to be safe. And, uh, you know, I was down in Hocking County hunting, Hocking County, Ohio, which is uh, – you know, gorgeous part of the state. It's it's become quite um, uh, chic to go there and, and vacation and get your weekend cabin rentals and old man's cave. And if you haven't been to Hocking Hills area of Ohio, please come and visit. It's gorgeous. Uh, but I just want to tip my hat to some of the local establishments, and I mean the local mom and pop places, who went out of their way to take care of the hunters. I walked in. They've got lunch made at a very reasonable price. They hand you your a box lunch of noodles and potatoes and the kind of stuff I shouldn't eat, but you do because you're hunting. And, uh, and everybody I ran into was just overtly friendly, overtly courteous, and more than happy to, uh, to, uh, encourage us to be there and, uh, and and have a good time. So, uh, well, gee, Steve, you walk in their businesses holding a shotgun. (laughs) I I, I mean, you know, surprise that they're polite to you. And guess what? Nobody got hurt no nobody was shot yeah i didn't do that by the way and they i don't know what they would say if i did yeah. but they probably wouldn't care uh and no they wouldn't shot. so they there's, wouldn't, a, yeah. there's a shotgun in everybody's uh truck down there sure and guess what there's no crime and violence yeah you know and you saying that it it's really encouraging when you find that group that you just know is that that's good supportive they just love being and doing what they are doing. Yep. I mean, you walked into you've been through with with hunting. I have found it through just owning a Jeep. Yeah, and and just the so Jeep you, wave and just that it's just people. that commonality when you can find something like that, it's kind of it just makes your day. Made in Toledo, it, it, right? Yeah, it makes your day Ohio. when you just wave and they wave back and you you, you know that the hunters got your back. You know, and it's, for it's the just, most part, it's there, not. there's asshole hunters, of course. Like, like they're not. At, but they're, they're like everybody's got this sort of common idea of what uh, uh, there's, a, there's a mutual respect and yeah. some and some compu- uh, commonality to it. I guess is the best way to put it. But uh, yeah, an arm an armed society is a polite society. <laughs> well, <laughs> well you've got do? it with and you've got it with racing, Norm. Sure, and, yeah. and, yeah, and that's your group. Sure. Back, well, and unlike hunters, 
racers will hey man we will we will put a fender on you man like we oh no you try to try to hunt where somebody else is and see how that goes yeah well so yeah yeah. so you know it's not there are rules with every group though every dog pack has their rules and it's not always polite right (laughs) yeah but yeah no you're right and the other the other thing and i i listen hey i'm you know i'm a firm believer in the second amendment i have you know i i target shoot and 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 you know I can defend myself, but uh, the, 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 so this is not a negative. I, I live in a Licking County. Licking County is the largest, I think, largest landmass county in Ohio, and I think we're the second largest deer take every year in Ohio for any county, largely because it's 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 a huge county, and it you know until intel comes in and ruins everything, it's pretty much rural. At any rate, please hunters. Have a good time. Do not get inebriated and do not, as happened in Johnstown one year, do not shoot at farmers, okay, on their tractor. Those are not deer. You you may see a guy, you know, in a in a in a brown coat, right, on top of a green tractor bimbling by out there in the field yeah, somewhere. Making noise. Making noise, right. right? Don't draw a bead on that guy. That is a human on a tractor. Um, so just saying, uh, and also do not go over a fence, put your gun over on the other side of the fence and then climb over and retrieve your gun by the muzzle because they do go off if the trigger gets snagged on a little thorn bush or something. So that's very idiotic. Keep your safeties on, you know, use, use your brain. So, uh, because I want you to have a good time and bring that deer meat home. <laughs> yeah. Fill up your freezers. That's right. Exactly. Give well, it. To, give it to the homeless. Give it to a food shelter. You know, like if you don't want that deer, don't leave it out there. Be a good steward. You know, get yeah. that. Get that meat. Get it. Get it to a. Get it to a. a you know, some kind of a food bank. Uh, th- sometimes there are process. Uh, there are pro- uh, processors, and you know, I, I. I don't know them off the top of my head, but there are processors. If you're donating a deer, that will oftentimes, I'm told do that at no charge or or for minimal charge in order for it to go to a charity. Yeah, I don't know those groups. So, so Steve would know better than me, but I, that, I that but, does. I butcher my own, but the, I don't know. Uh, but that's a thing. And, yeah. And that's a thing. And, and, and you know, and I know some hunters do give uh, yep. their their meat uh, to uh, charity, so which is a great thing. Yeah. No, it's uh, so enjoy the sport of it. Enjoy the camaraderie of it. Make it safe, as I think that's the, the lesson norm is. And then if you can give back, give back. I mean, I think uh, there's something very um, satisfying about being able to go into the woods, uh, hunt, and we'll call it harvest, but really we're saying kill <laughs> kill your food and, and, and process it and eat it yourself. Uh, try to do that. Uh, at least once in your life, it, it it may change your perspective on the world a little bit. Yeah, it did mine. Sure. Yeah, hamburgers don't come out of like a slot in the wall at you know, Walmart. That, that, you know, <laughs> that is meat that was on a hoof, and, and hunting kind of takes you back to the reality of of where we get our sustenance. Yep. yep. Yeah. So Supreme Court changes. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Sharon Kennedy won the uh, contest to become the new uh, chief justice at the Ohio Supreme Court. Uh, she, she was elected. She's pro-Second Amendment. I think I mentioned in a previous broadcast that she was campaigning at the Ohio Gun Collectors Association um, uh, 
meet, uh, bi-monthly meet. Um, and uh, I, I spoke with her. Um, incredible person. She is a former street cop from Hamilton, Ohio, went and got her law degree, practiced law, uh, worked, uh, I think, for the attorney general in Ohio. She worked as a prosecutor for a while um, and uh, eventually um, became a judge and ran for chief justice and won. Uh, on her way out, and don't let the door hit you in the ass, Maureen, is uh, Supreme Court Justice Maureen O'Connor, who totally screwed up redistricting in Ohio, as Frank LaRose on this very program detailed for our listeners, um, allegedly a Republican who can, who must not understand that when you're in the majority, that's one of the perks. <laughs> you know, that's, you know, like Obama said to, to John McCain, elections have consequences. Hey, Mo, right? Mo, you needed to let redistricting happen. Okay. Because that's fair. That's what's been going on since you know who was a Boy Scout. And we lost a Republican congressman uh, to to the progressive side down in Cincinnati. A, a rock-ribbed conservative, Steve Shabbat, was redistricted out of his district. And, and no, will, will no longer hold uh, congressional uh, district number two uh, in the Cincinnati um, uh, area any longer because I think they redistricted, they did three or four plans until finally one was, you know, sort of ordered to be uh, put in place. And uh, all of this was to appease Maureen O'Connor. So she is gone. And I do not know what her fixation or her problem was, but she definitely had one. And it, 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 I don't think she understands that redistricting is part of the spoils of political warfare. You, you get to do it if you win, and you get to have that. And for yeah. some reason— Well, it looked like outside looking in, she was just trying to make a point because she knew she was going to leave anyway. Yeah. Right? I don't know, I, I don't know I what guess, it was all you know, about. It's, it's, that, it's that short-term— <laughs> yeah, I guess. That you, that you, okay, I know I'm walking out. I just want to make a point. But, well, she came keep pushing that redistricting. She, she was jeopardizing— uh, the election date, yeah, the and, election and, and, itself, and That's I right. and I get, I, right. I I applaud her, uh, you know, stick to itiveness. I guess you know she was trying to make a point, but it's like you can't jeopardize an election just to make a point, right? It, it, it you know, this is the, the, I agree with everything you said. Yeah. The, this is the idea, you know, that there is some kind of perfect solution to everything. Well, no, no, there isn't perfection, and there isn't complete fairness in the world. And when more people vote one way than the other way, guess what? The majority gets to decide a few things. That's one of the perks of, of having a majority is getting to dominate, you know, having one more vote than the other side on redistricting. Is, is a redistricting goodness. situation in Ohio thing or is that going state to state I, I i've not paid attention i don't know no do you, each state gets to do its own redistricting plan and is it been it's not a federal thing okay yeah. okay is it is it, a, it determines federal offices like the u.s congress sure. districts they're drawn but it's a state operation just like the u.s constitution reserves to the states uh the right to run elections state by state mm -hmm. and that's why you have 
like, you know, Alaska having the top two vote getters in the primary run against each other. And in this year, it was two Republicans were the top vote getters. It was, you know, uh, Murkowski against the other person, the other Republican. And, uh, you know, and, and, and in California, they have their own runoff system. Georgia has a runoff system. Ohio does not. And so each state gets to set up its format and redistricting is part of that. Gotcha. I, I guess I have it. Well, and again, I don't pay attention to Indiana news or Michigan news. If it's if redistricting is is uh, such a problem there as well, too. I'm assuming it might be. Oh, it's contentious. Yeah, in every, I, I would imagine oh, yeah. it is. I would imagine it, it, it is. is. Yeah. It's contentious. And, you know, it's it, but but it's a state responsibility. Mm-hmm. And you would think that. Ohio with a Republican governor, Republican Senate, Republican House, and a Republican Supreme Court could get its act together, you would think. <laughs> no, they're all politicians. No, I mean, the, the, uh, these people are just as incompetent as their predecessors. Yeah, right. and, and agendas. That's, and I that's keep, true. And, and, I keep true. Saying, and I keep saying to all these Republicans, why are you not repealing the state income tax, right? That's, that's my big bitch, mm-hmm. is why Ohio is not like Tennessee, Florida, Texas, uh, I think Arizona is another one, but we need to join those states that do not have an income tax. And then you don't need to give away the store to bring an Intel to Ohio when you do that. These companies will come. They will come because they will not be paying an income tax and that neither will their employees to the state of Ohio. And you talk about an economic draw. That's an economic draw. And Ohio lived without an income tax up through the the mid-70s when Governor Gilligan and and the Democratic majority came in after Watergate and and took over Ohio. Uh, There was a big wave after Nixon, as you guys probably know, and many states flipped to the Democrats because of their disgust over Watergate. So that happened in Ohio, and that's when we got the income tax. The state of Ohio, for 175 years before then, lived without an income tax, somehow paved the roads, somehow paid you know for everything without an income tax, and then boom, we got one. So now that the Republicans have since, what, Voinovich or Bob Taft owned the state of Ohio, why the hell aren't they not repealing the income tax? Yeah, because they're, they're politicians. They like to spend money, don't they? They, they just, yeah. once, power corrupts and absolute right. power once corrupts. You, once absolutely. you have that passive income, Yo, why yeah. give it up? Why and look and look at DeWine going around and you know he has this discretionary pool of money now and he and he and he gives these little baubles to this cause and that cause like it's his personal wallet. Hey, it's our tax money. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of DeWine, let's talk about the Roden case down in Pike County. Cool. Okay. It looks like uh, the, they, had, they they got their first conviction. Well, not their first conviction because one of them entered a guilty plea and, and cooperated. I think last year. So this was uh, I think going back to what 2016. There was this uh, 20. Was it 2016? Yeah, yes. long ago. Been a long three time. or five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just a tragic, awful homicide case where an entire family was essentially slaughtered, kids included, I think, and it was uh, all over some sort of personal vendetta, marijuana. Uh, a, a feud in the hills of Pike County, perhaps, that uh, when it first happened, I remember, I think at the roundtable, I told uh, Jeff and Jared and the group and then Bill, rest his soul, uh, I told them all, I was like, you bet, you mark my words, there's government corruption at the heart of this. There's going to be local sheriffs involved in this in some way, shape, or form, because you just can't have that kind of uh, large-scale marijuana operation 
uh, long term without law enforcement knowing. And uh, somebody's getting paid off. Somebody's involved. Somebody is part of it. And it turns out that it took the attorney generals to come in or the state of Ohio to come in and actually prosecute the case and do it effectively because uh, I'm guessing that corruption. Yeah, um, eight, 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 you were right. A, a 2016, eight members of the Rodin family were killed execution style. Oh, like slaughtered in their sleep. Yeah. Nasty stuff. Just, just so people know the facts. There might yeah. be people who are, who are not familiar. Yeah. Yeah, really, really nasty stuff. And, uh, you know, surprisingly, it was tight-lipped for the longest time. People would not cooperate. There was no statements. Everybody was going to trial, and the, and the evidence was tight. Um, I got a sniff on one of those cases early on, but it didn't pan out, so I can talk freely. I didn't I never didn't even talk to anybody, but it was there was talk of getting referred one to us upstairs. But it uh, uh, eventually somebody snitched and sort of um, let the cat out of the bag, and they got their first jury trial conviction this week. Uh, and uh, the person who snitched, incidentally, pled guilty to a life in prison agreement. So if you think about that, that's a pretty remarkable <laughs> deal. Like, you know, it, maybe they would, they were, the only thing that that would be worse than, and maybe for some it wouldn't even be worse, is death penalty. Um, but you get life without parole. We call that LWAP, life without parole. Uh, you know, that means you don't get out. You're, you're spending the rest of your life in prison, and you still have to cooperate, and you waive your right to a trial. So I don't know what the motivation was for that person to snitch, but he did. Wow. Against his kinfolk. Mm. And they got their conviction. What's interesting is DeWine came out talking about it. You know, you would say, what's the, what's the governor got to do with it? Well, he was the AG at the time. I think it was getting prosecuted. And uh, so he has that special connection, which <laughs> is insane because the governor should not have a special connection, connection to such a thing. Um, and, you know, when, whenever the executive branch starts to talk about justice getting done at the local level, it's always political. And, uh, you know, so DeWine can say, well, look, I have a special connection to this because I was prosecuting it. And as the attorney general, perhaps he did. But as the executive, he should just say, you know, the local. Poli- let, 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 the the local- band, let the bandwagon go by, yeah. Mike. Yeah. yeah. You don't need to wave the flag on that Jeez. one. Um, and it, because, you know, there's always, I mean, look, I don't think it happened here, but I always ask sort of rhetorically to people. It's like, well, what if they got it wrong? You know, and people just look at me like, what do you mean? Like, well, what if the guy is not guilty? Like, what then? Are you still going to wait? Is it still justice? You know, what if the DNA lied? What if the witness lied? What if the eyewitness testimony weren't so accurate after all? It's like, just stay the hell out of the, mm-hmm. the trenches. You don't need to be down there. That's that's my job. So that's right. my take on it. Uh, more to come. Are um, there are there more defendants, Steve? Yeah, there, there's more to come. I think two or three more that are going to all go to trial. Wow. And uh, maybe not now. And wasn't isn't the official explanation... Or the isn't the prosecution along the lines that this was a child custody matter that went awry, and that's what made somebody get emotional and kill eight people was over child custody because they didn't kill the kids, right? They killed. What, I thought some kids got killed. Maybe well, I'm wrong. I think they were teenagers, but the babies at issue in the child custody case, yeah, they were not killed. So right? they were spared. I don't know. I don't know, but it might be, that might be the motive. Look, I always say the motive is usually the obvious thing and, you know, can't child custody is a good motive. Yeah. Um, yeah sure. Money is typically, <laughs> it's like you drug money is usually what's behind yeah. things. There was a money dispute. I think that came out in the trial that one family member owed another, you know, like there was money, but they were saying that that had been simmering, but this child custody thing could have been what the... The match that lit the fire. Yeah, then. threw it over the edge. You know, threw it over the, the camel edge. or the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah, yeah. Say. But uh, yeah that can be. I was gonna say, don't don't discount lineage. 
when, when it comes to this. No, that's right. So Big time. Uh, like you, you would say what motivates murder, money and sort of these crimes of passion. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. when you when when there is a, a strong emotional tie to yeah. something that uh, when it could be the last son to carry the name could be something like that. I mean, be, simple as that. I mean, there's something daughter. to that. If you think about it, I mean, yeah. I have one. We have one boy. He's the last one to carry. The, I know it's a common name. The Johnson name, though. Yeah. So, yeah, I could. I'm not going to. But, you know, you there's, there's, you think about that every once in a while. And yeah. you kind of go. Yeah, so money. Okay. It's got it's yeah. got the big two then. Yeah. Money yeah. and passion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in right. uh, drug territory, which is money. <clears throat> right. So, yeah. It's all about it's always about the money. Is my, <laughs> my, my shrink once told me. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, uh, what else you got, Norm? And then we'll. Uh... Uh, you know, something I don't know much about, but I was uh, I was surprised to learn. And I don't know why I'm surprised because, you know, they they have liquor stores in, in inside of Kroger now. But I was I was surprised to hear that Kroger plans pardon me, to have kiosks uh, for s- online sports betting. Uh, sports betting cometh. It's January. It starts January. <clears throat> January. Yep. And um, Kroger apparently has applied to have these kiosks in its stores. So, Well, the government's been gambling for years. They wow. just call it a lottery. They don't call yeah. it gambling. Right. So the numbers, the old numbers racket that the mob used to run is now the lottery that the government runs. Yeah, so talking to one of my brothers who knows more about this than me, um, he said, basically, Ohio has been unable, most the states have been unable to stop sports betting that people are doing here in the state of Ohio. Well, uh, with anyway, the, with the Internet, it's impossible. It's impossible. Right, so right. the state can't stop it. I mean, with VPNs, yeah. like virtual mm-hmm. private networks and the Internet, like the, it's almost it, the prosecutions are almost too, too far to, or too difficult right. to pursue. So so Ohioans are already doing this fan duel thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're, whatever it is. They're already yeah. betting on, you know, everything and betting on, you know, is Trump going to, you know, like, is Trump going to win uh, the, the Republican nomination? Is uh, are we going to have uh, twenty tornadoes next year? You can bet on anything. I mean, th- th- there's somebody who will take your bet on almost any, you know, uh, it- it looming uh, th- thing uh, that's going to happen: sports, weather, uh, politics, whatever. You could bet on anything, and uh, they do that in Europe. They do it in England, and I guess uh, they do it in the, um, you know, in the Caribbean. There, a lot of these companies are based in uh, Bermuda, Bahamas, whatever. And I guess uh, the, oh, the, the government hasn't been able to stop it. So they're just jumping in. Might as well tax it. Yeah. So, you know, there's this notion of, of what's the government's business in gambling and why should they prohibit it? It's, it's, it's like along the lines of drug use, you know. Yeah, it's a mor- moral thing. Yeah, it's like, yeah. It's, is the government have a have business telling you you can't gamble if you want to gamble? And there, there's, there's actually some decent even libertarian arguments in favor of outlawing gambling because of the, some of the uh, potential for crime and, yeah. and, and some other issues that tend to follow it. But um, yeah, I, we, we have casinos now and look how many years uh, Ohio dragged its feet, did not want to have casinos. Finally, you know, we're, we got surrounded. Pennsylvania had them. It's Michigan always about the money, Norm. Yeah, it's always about Indiana, the money. Indiana, Kentucky, you know, like everybody Same around with marijuana, us. It's all going to happen. Ontario, Canada, everybody had gambling, yep. and Ohio was the last one. And think if you're a bar or restaurant owner, this is huge for you because it's another seat on the stool, ordering mm-hmm. another drink, another cheeseburger, another spending three more hours there to finish the game as opposed to going home and at halftime, and in uh, gambling because. Yeah. 
you know, they're going to have the yeah. kiosks at the bars, and uh, you'll be able to gamble and watch the ball game. So, you know, there is and some the value Kroger. Yeah, and a Kroger. Right. And, and, and divorce <laughs> like, lawyers are going to love this, too. Right, right. You might because as well, uh, it's, that's distant. And the criminal defense lawyers, criminal. because you're going to have two more beers when you shouldn't have. You're going to drive home because your angry wife or angry husband is there waiting on you to say, you said you were going to come home at halftime and help me do the dishes. Mm-hmm. And instead, well, I had to watch the game because I had 100 bucks. You bet on the game? <laughs> Right. right, exactly. It's like domestic violence, drunk driving, right. divorce, yeah. all the scourges that go along with gambling. There it goes. Yeah. Right up there. Bestowed yeah. Upon Ohio. yeah, yeah. And on a positive note, singles want partners who vote. There was a um, survey on Tinder, which I'm not part of. I just read the story. 47%. For what? Just to, just to go vote. <laughs> yeah, right. you know, so politically active. Let's put it that way. It's, sure. I think it's positive. 47% of singles surveyed not voting saying that oh, – wait a minute. 47% of singles surveyed saying that not voting is a deal breaker. So if, so they're dating. They're talking about voting. If you don't vote, I'm not going to deal. I'm not well, going to go with you. That is a horrible way to pick a mate. Kind of, but, yeah. No, no and then, question. Uh, and no 53%. Oh, you didn't 53%, well, date you. Even yeah. you share every it's other value different. With it's different. Yeah, 53% said regular voting makes a match more attractive. Interesting. And then singles are into nostalgia, too. They're going mini-golfing, driving movies, and they're drinking less. That's a shame. <laughs> what a strange survey. What a strange survey. And these are so skewed, too, because what's somebody going to say? Like, I, would you date somebody who doesn't vote? It's like, well, no, I want no. my spouse to vote. It's like, uh, but then, so, yeah, yeah. right. It's like, how many people are just going to say, well, no, I don't care if my spouse votes or if my partner votes? Right. And it's you, like, you almost feel shamed for not caring. It's like, I don't care if they don't care. Right. Yeah. It's so, like, yeah, it, 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 it was just interesting. The question like, is shaming in and of itself. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to do something. This is December. And that means that Christmas is right around the corner as we started with. And I think what I'm going to do is every every show in December, I'd love to say there'll be 12, but there won't be. Um, you know, you get it, Norm, the 12 days of Christmas. I do. Yeah. <laughs> Instead, we're, I'm going to give a Christmas tidbit uh, at the end of each show. Are we ready for that now? Do it, yeah. Sure. All right. So I my favorite Christmas song, Christmas Carol, one of them, I don't know if I have a favorite, is White Christmas. Irving Berlin, who I think was Jewish, actually. And, and wrote the, the the most awesome most Christmas music that are gra- is great was written by yeah a Jew a Jew right yeah and uh, well Christ was a Jew correct <laughs> and, 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 and I and I, I don't Jews, mean to, the Jews almost get it right yeah. <laughs> and I don't mean it to sound like, like it friends. sounded either quite frankly no, no, but look, it's it like just, we share uh, half the Bible uh, yeah I mean, my boss is a Jewish carpenter yeah. Yeah. So uh, White Christmas, and I think I, I read an interesting tidbit about it. Um, for those who know, Bing Crosby was in the movie uh, White Christmas, and he sang that song. And first, I think when he sang it, he didn't like it. There was other songs he liked better that were upbeat and more chipper. Uh, but then, you know, World War II happens, and uh, I think the country was sort of somber. So what was interesting to me is is Bing didn't want to sing that song to the troops. And like he was, he was going to refuse to sing it, didn't want to do it, wouldn't do it. And uh, the reason he wouldn't do it is it would, might surprise you. He didn't want to depress the troops because the song has this longingness to it, this sort of sadness mm-hmm. to it, this this idea that um, you know Christmas has a nostalgia, uh, a family nostalgia that's since been lost somehow in the in the shuffle, or maybe the year uh, got away from you, and here you are. Uh, and one of the one of my favorite thinkers, my favorite podcasters, my favorite writers uh, made this point last year at Christmas time. Andrew Clavin, and I read his book. He's got a book called. Um, uh, something it's a it's a new series of, of fiction he's writing uh, it's but but it's about christmas uh and he uh he made this point that wh- he was sort of answering the question why do we sort of 
like, what about Christmas do we love? And it's this longingness for things that were better in the past. You know, you almost have that, like what's, I remember sitting when I still drank alcohol and I would stay up a little bit later than everybody else and have a drink and, and sort of stare at the Christmas tree. And something about that was very satisfying, but sad at the same time. Um, but then not so sad at the same time. And I think, I think uh, that song, White Christmas, hits that nail square in the head. You know, it, it, it gives you that longingness for the past. And that's why Bing, it turned out to be one of his best hits ever, but that's why Bing didn't want to sing it to the troops. I think he ultimately did. But, uh, you know, that's my Christmas fact of the week. Well, uh, and, and, you know, and I think it's interesting that it is one of those um, um, emotional um, it kind of, uh, it makes you wistful. Wistful you know, is the right word. That's wistful. the word. Wistful to go home. Wistful, you know, and it's interesting how common that is, uh, you know, in humanity. So while you were talking about White Christmas, one of my favorite Christmassy songs was, I think this is interesting, it's, it's a German song, uh, often very popular with the British troops as well as the German troops in uh, World War One is Lily Marlene. And, you know, it ends with these lyrics, Bugler tonight, don't play the call to arms. I want another eve- evening with her charms. Then we will say goodbye and part. I will always keep you in my heart. So, you know, a sad song. You know, obviously a trooper wanting to get back to his girlfriend. And it's interesting that the Brits and the Germans on opposite sides of trench warfare love the same song. Hmm. You know, so I think those sentiments are universal. And, of course, we know about the Christmas truce where the Brits and the Germans came out at Christmas and played a soccer game. I mean, it was the World Cup of all World Cups, right? They played soccer Okay, it, it, during Christmas truce, uh, just you know, these are just young boys, right? And and they're and they're in the most horrible circumstances. If you ever read Eric Maria Remarks' incredible book, All Quiet on the Western Front, it, it it's it's fictional, of course, but it's based on you know the experiences of thousands of of common soldiers who don't have any political understanding of why they're even at war yeah and, exactly you know, they'll, they'll go actually there's all sorts of stories in world war ii and i'm sure world war one and in the civil war of at christmas time the troops would sort of cross lines and go hang out together you know sure and then the next day or two days later they're shooting Share, each other. sharing cigarettes singing yep. songs yep. Sh- you know, passing a beer bottle back and forth come on because none, yeah. none of them wanted to be there no it, well they realized that you know they, it's a it, it really is a fascinating I guess a uh, portal into the psychology of a, a soldier. It sure you, is. You know, it's like their ability to do that and then do the other, you know, sure. it really is. It really, I'd have to give that some more thought, but mm. I wanted to correct myself. Uh, Andrew Clavin wrote, uh, when Christmas comes, it came out right before Christmas last year. It's a great book, a good novel. Uh, he has been sort of blacklisted by Hollywood <laughs> so, or by the powers that be. So he, he's sort of producing these books. I mean, a phenomenal writer. Very well, prolific. and he's a, he's a friend of, of yours and mine. Yeah, I mean, we shook his hand. We shook his hand. We met him, and uh, he he was over at the Stage Right Theater. Uh, that and we'll, we'll get uh, we'll, we'll do more of that. But uh, there is a new uh, sequel uh, to that book came out this year called "A Strange Habit of Mind." Uh, Cameron Winter is his character. He's doing a whole series of with this Cameron Winter character. Really, really good. He really he dug into it and developed uh, Winter's character a little bit more than he did in the uh, in the Christmas uh, in the Christmas uh, book. So anyway, check those books out. And as Clavin, and the point 
it, it, when I when Clavin said it, when I heard him talking about this last year, it really hit home. This longingness of Christmas, and like you said, Norm, the wistfulness of it. Yeah. And that song, perhaps among others, or among all others, captures it for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, we're going to wrap up Common Sense Ohio with a forlorn note about Christmas, but then a positive one at the same time. That's the point we're trying to make. Uh, so, what is Common Sense Ohio? That's a common sense look at all things. Uh, that exist out there in the world. So if you've got a thing that exists in the world and you want us to talk about it, even if it's not Ohio, we'll find a way to relate it because sort of like Kevin Bacon, everything is just six degrees of separation from Ohio. Mm. Sort of like Neil Armstrong and uh, and Norm's story. So uh, just give us a shout. You can look us up now at commonsenseohioshow.com. Norm's got a blog and he is very pr- prolific about it. They are, he is uh, He is writing faster than I can read him. And uh, so check that out. You can see that at the website. Uh, if you want your own podcast or, uh, you know, you just you know, it's easy. You go to circle270media.com uh, or mypodcastguy.com. That's there you go. Yeah, yeah, you can check them out. And uh, you can come right down here, Channel 511. Look, and to make, to make your point earlier, Brett, I don't care if you're gay. I don't care if you're not gay. I don't care if you're a woman. I don't care if you're a man. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. If you want to use our studio and you're willing to negotiate a reasonable rate with us to use our studio, uh, the point is, is that we do not discriminate here. Uh, Norm loves everybody at the same time. He hates everybody. Um, <laughs> I don't hate it. I don't hate anybody. I'm, I might use a sign language of the middle digit uh, now and then to a, a, a Honda Odyssey driver or a Toyota Sienna driver. But no, I don't do that. I don't road rage at all. I usually back off and I give them a lot of space because, you know, I do love everybody. I don't want anybody to get hurt on the highways. Please don't text. Pay attention to what the hell you're doing. Put down the cup of coffee. Don't do mascara. Just drive your freaking minivan. Good right. God. All right. Well, with that with that uh, public service announcement, <laughs> we, will, we will wrap it up talking about all things common sense in Ohio and elsewhere, at least until now.